Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. And I'm Trent Clark. I'm excited to start up this second run of Rewind the Clock bonus episodes with a guest who has become a good friend since his first episode aired. Each week on this platform, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. Never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. For Rewind the Clock episodes, I will bring back previous guests as they are continuing to make news headlines and grow their brands. For this week's episode, we have a guest returning all the way back from season two, episode 44 overall. He has three World Series rings and entrepreneurial experiences that have shaped him to who he is today, which is now an international speaker, owner, investor, and entrepreneur organization member, and global contributor for mentorship programs. He energizes audience as a speaker telling his story of overcoming obstacles and sacrifice, the weight of the ring, experience of living the dream of pro sports and their lessons, and teach companies the growth positioning system, along with the key behaviors of leadership and tools in a leadership role. He currently serves the transition team and is the CEO and Chief Leadership Officer of Leadershipity. So allow me to now introduce Trent Clark. Trent, it's great to connect with you again. Vincent, so honored to be back. It's uh, always fun to sit down and talk some shop with you and talk with fellow entrepreneurs who are listening in and the challenges we all face. Yes. Would you mind please reintroducing yourself to our listeners and previewing your story just a little bit without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey and recent news? Yeah, I think you did a pretty nice job. I mean, like, you know, I've started now 11 different companies and uh, excited about the entrepreneur adventure, spend really most of my time with entrepreneurs and founders and CEOs of companies. Uh, most people do know me, like you said, for my 12 years in professional baseball. And I coached a long time there, expending, uh, got, getting the chance really to go to three World Series with uh, both the Cleveland Indians and the Los Angeles Angels, uh, all before I was 33 years old, right? So happening pretty fast. Also worked with the, the, the Tigers in Detroit and being a Michigan kid, that was pretty cool as a hometown kid. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of good, good uh, experiences with a lot of great people. Yeah, and a great lesson right away here for everybody listening on is to be networking. Trent and I connected at PodFest, I guess, two years ago now, as this one's coming up. It's great to have you back, Trent. Thank you for having me. So excited. Yeah, I think it's a great time to get into the Big Five, which is the same series of five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. And for Rewind the Clock episodes, we will have a Big Five of its own. You ready to go, Trent? I'm ready. Great. It's been a while since you connected with our listeners. I'm happy to see your continued success. Let's revisit the business you introduced to us on your first episode. Let us know what's going on, and then we'll hop into some recent news. Yeah, so in, on that first episode, obviously, we talked about leadershipity, which is my main business, and then also transitions teams, which was just kind of launching at that time, which was pretty exciting for me talking about entrepreneurs, founders, athletes who are transitioning either from a sale or a change in career. And of course, as you and I both know, 2020 was the absolute year of transition, right? Everybody got stifled a little bit in what we were doing before. And, and I'm no different, right? Like as I sit there and I, I had a pretty thriving speaking business and doing a ton of events and engagements 
which all stopped, right? Like I, I, I literally cleared the deck on every uh, um, event I was supposed to be doing. And in fact, your first podcast, we were able to schedule because I was supposed to be in Ecuador speaking and right. it all got, it all got canceled. And we were, we were battling that travel schedule we both had at the time. We have certainly had a pivot in COVID and entrepreneurs like us, we just found new ways to grind. I'm excited to learn more about what you've been doing behind the scenes. As you mentioned, we're now at 11 businesses that you've started. We've touched on leadership, but now let's now talk about some of these new endeavors that you've embarked on since season two's episode. Yeah. So when we talk about transition teams, that was really, um, really focused on how do sellers of a business really do that really well? And that's such a big challenge for companies now. And we really have a proprietary playbook, both on the buy and the sell side of how companies can really do that. We're currently forming uh, forums, which we're excited about because let's get in and learn. I think most businesses, uh, you know, most of us only own one or two, right? Like we, we start this company or we buy a company and, and we run that. And often people, uh, right now we have this massive influx of baby boomer businesses that, that really need to be transitioned. They need yep. to be uh, in some level of succession. So how are we going to do that? And, and of course, this is the one-time event that you may sell your company. And a lot of us in entrepreneurship, this is our retirement, right? Like you, not everyone got a 401k set up and then did a, and did a program for everybody. So the, the real retirement's based on the sale of that company. And of course, because we only do it one time, we don't have a bunch of experience in getting ready for, as a seller, what a, a buyer is looking for. And then from a buyer standpoint, what should we be looking under those rocks for um, when we're trying to buy a company? So working on both sides has become really fun and, and really educational because both have very different lenses, right? I can imagine the experiences are quite different. It's great how you put that where we don't have the 401k. This is, this is our baby that eventually we're going to yeah. grow. Right now, I see when people do retire, they get bored. They're around the house and stuff. I think with us and entrepreneurial mindsets, we're always on to the next thing. And you mentioned you're on 11 now, but I want to backtrack a little bit to a question that I think can help everybody listening on. We've all been going through this COVID-19 lockdown. You spoke briefly about how almost everything you had was canceled. Let's discuss that with our listeners, maybe try to relate with them a bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that was really uh, a big pivot. That was about 25 to 30% of our top line revenue. And more importantly, I think Vince for us was that that was a key to our marketing effort. Because when, when we had uh, myself going out there and a couple other coaches going out there and speaking about leadership and teams and how we do that really well. And we had a lot, a, a really nice platform in front of a very targeted audience of founders and entrepreneurs. And all of a sudden, you know, that spigot turned off like, hey, now yeah. we got to reinvent uh, how we market. And so we really had to get very serious about um, the, the idea of social media and what we're doing digitally and like you and I are doing the podcasting and webinars and things in that case to continue to educate our, our target audience about what we're doing. And probably one of the biggest pivots we made, and we really felt this for a long time, was we really felt like we had to move to something uh, more tangible for our teams. And we've done a lot of playbooks in the past 
for our members and, and clients so that each person has their own personalized playbook. And one of the things I discovered, Vince, in this business was, you know, accountability has has gotten has kind of gotten a negative connotation, right? It's kind of like a four-letter word now, right? And I'm thinking, like, no, 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 that's a good thing, right? Like we want accountability with our teams, we want visibility, we want these itties in our business. And now all of a sudden, accountability and visibility was really tough due to COVID and we're all remote learning. And, and a lot of companies pivoted overnight to a remote environment of which they'd never had one in the past. So they don't know if, you know, Jane and Aish are sitting at home and they're like in their penguin pajamas all day, or if they're like, hey, how are we going to do visibility? So we had to get really wise. And so we put in together some software to back up called DDOps, Data Driven Operations. And it was okay. so critical for, for three reasons, really, Vince. The first reason was we had a bunch of team members now that were just spread out and, and not connecting in the same way. So how do we do our daily huddle and do that really well and get visibility on camera where everybody sees each other and do that really well? Yeah. So then the second thing was um, how do we get tied to accountability back on what my role and responsibility is. And, and that's really easy for most of us in companies because when we offer a job, we have this great laundry list of, of this is what the roles and responsibility of that job are, right? And then we go, okay, you were hired to do this. And then no one ever actually fact checks that back to like, hey, you were hired to do this. And it turns out you're doing 50% of it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, listen, if I hired you to do all these things, um, I'm sure that my employees are going to be pretty frustrated if I only played them, paid them 50% of the salary I offered, right? Hey, I offered you 80. I'm paying you 40. How, how do you feel? Like, whoa, wait a minute. That's not okay. Like, no, that's right. That's not okay. So conversely, is it okay for our employees to give 50% of the responsibilities that they signed on for the full salary? So, so we got to kind of get that back to accountability. And I think like there's that challenge of, uh, wow, accountability feels like micromanagement sometimes. Well, there's deadlines and there's requirements. We all went to university. We went to school. We had tests. It's not like the teacher says, you know what? It's fine if you're not ready this Friday. How about next Friday, Vince? You know, then you could take the test. No one does that, right? Like it's, there's accountability to it. The third thing, of course, is uh, really the coachability because that, that data-driven information that now comes in gives our leaders who didn't go to school to be coaches, right? Like they went to school to study engineering or study mm -hmm. marketing or retail or whatever their, their specialty is and, and, and likely what they built their business on. Mm -hmm. Now they've got to coach all these employees. Now we give them data-driven information that have been input from the employees themselves. And we can fact check that and get all this data and we own the data. Facebook doesn't own the data. I love that. Twitter doesn't own the data. Our Huge. companies own the data. So now all of a sudden we put everybody in this funnel of driving things to that top. And it's and it's and it's super exciting to watch it. And you know, coming from what you just saw in, in Tampa Bay, right? Like, come on. Like this whole group just went through a funnel of Tom Brady's world and how he brings us to it. And, and what happens with great teams when you get focused is crazy. One of the things I really love how you always emphasize is accountability. And unfortunately, people who don't hold themselves accountable may feel that's micromanaging. But as an entrepreneur, one of the most frustrating things is when 
I'm trying to do work with other people or collaborate and they don't take accountability for either the meeting day or the work provided. People are having virtual workplaces for the first time ever. Yeah. The yeah. whole world is completely changing. And of course, pivoting myself as well. We did three books during the pandemic, obviously yes. not all released. You've got a chance to see Mr. Lance. He talks mental yes. health. Um, yes. That was my pride and joy to shout out Chris Bridge again. Uh, pleasure to work with her throughout the pandemic. We couldn't meet. She was in Houston, Texas. I was in Tampa, Florida, and we completed a whole book that I have really high aspirations for and think it's going to positively impact a ton of lives. Yeah, I know. I think so, too. I think it's really I mean, what a great use of, of pivot. And I think it's back to that discipline, Vince, that you mm -hmm. talked about from from your days as a cross country athlete and a great baseball player mm -hmm. and all that you had to work to compete at the level you were at. You've taken now that that self-discipline. And I, I love like John Wooden's pyramid, right? Like he's he's so good on how we can progress and um you know, when he talks about that conditioning, you know, we talk about conditioning ourselves physically, mm -hmm. but what we don't talk about is conditioning ourselves mentally and morally. Right. And this is where I think that's really so you know evident now when we come into it. And I love what uh, one of his longtime players, you know, Bill Walton said about that is like, Hey, learn, learn to discipline yourself. So others don't have to. Ooh, it's true and how that stung i was like oh because you and i have been on the end of like yeah. discipline we were late for something like, hey lancy clark go run a couple miles you're late again you're like oh crap man like we got to get ourselves together right like we messed up we own it we take responsibility but you know discipline yourself so others don't have to that's a that's a big deal and people think like oh well if i don't do it like others aren't going to hold me accountable oh oh no they are they're going to discipline you. And sometimes that discipline gets to the point where you can no longer work at this organization. I was going to say, yeah, this is the new discipline. Like, I, I think you're going to have to find discipline. We don't have any patience for you here, Trent anymore. So you take it somewhere else and learn your discipline because our teams need accountability and we need that responsibility. And if you can't navigate it, I get it, but Good luck somewhere else. Especially in those environments, like you're saying, people may be watching, but not saying something right away, seeing if the behavior repeats again and again. And then all of a sudden, like you said, for whatever reason, you felt entitled not to perform your tasks. Now you're on the wrong end of that. But through baseball, through your leadership programs, Trent, you've obviously been given a lot of great advice throughout your life. Let's talk about the best piece of advice you were ever given oh and who is it from? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the last time we were together, I really talked about one of my strongest ones, which came from that major league baseball coach, which was one of, you know, encouragement. You've got what it takes and careful whom you seek your advice from, right? Like be very cautious one, yeah. on who you get that. I would say another one, when I was a young entrepreneur, I, I was studying and I was looking at all these books and uh, I, I really admired this one book. Um, and, and a couple of books, actually, there was an author named Harvey McKay. And I started studying him a little bit because uh, Mr. McKay was a founder of a major envelope company. And he was very, uh, very innovative on how he did things. And it was impressive. He also happened to be the owner of the Minnesota Twins. Right. So I thought, hey, man, I got to connect with this guy. And I did through a mutual friend. And I sent him a, a letter, you know, telling I, I admired his work. Uh, this is this is what I was doing. And I think I was coaching with the Tigers at the time. And so I kind of had that baseball connection. And he sent me this box 
one day and he sent me this box of all his books. You know, uh, Beware of the Naked Man Who Offers You His Shirt. He has all these great titles, right, of his books. And he really was the first person I really remember who was a writer who broke down the information in these small nuggets. And he wrote me a handwritten note and he said, Trent, don't just read these books, study them. And I was like, that's right. You know, it's, I think what we learn, you know, it's kind of um, back to that, that word, you know, that, 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 that study that we have to do about how do we really learn? We have to get in and get deep into it and, 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 and test it, test it with our theories and saying, hey, I read this, Vince. What do you think? Oh, you see this lens from this way. And wow, I, I haven't thought about it that way. Let's talk about that. Get into discussion. And there's a lot of different ways we learn. But I, I'm always I'm always reminded of, of James 1, 122, right? Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves do what it says. Like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you mean I'm, I'm supposed to not just read this word, but I have to do it too? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Study the information and then you got to go out and do it. And yep. that's not easy, right? That's not easy. Simple, remember, but not easy. We can read a lot of books, but if we don't go back and reapply what we learned every once in a while, the information is just information. But since we're on books, as entrepreneurs, we are always constantly learning, Trent. If you could go ahead and recommend one book to our community of entrepreneurs, oh which book would it be? Who's the author? And describe that book for it's us. It's really, really one book with me, man. I mean, I think you're, you're setting me up for failure here. I have so much. Um, it's crazy. Uh, I'll tell everybody. I will leave you with one book. But I'll tell, I'm going to tell everybody, like, listen, you just drink from good books. I mean, yep. you know, wouldn't recommend it. it uh, and I'm just telling you, drink from them. I mean, get into it. But I, I would say if you're an entrepreneur, uh, I'm going to tell you of a Jim Collins book that's not so popular because everybody knows good to great. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you really want to study, how do I really run my company? He wrote a book called Built to Last which I think is probably one of his best works. He, where he really did a ton of research and development on these uh, successful Fortune 1000 companies that were sustainable, right? Sustainability, one of those big itties that we all want in our business because we know the numbers, right? How many companies make it five years down the road? There's so few and built to last is where I would say those entrepreneurs really got to get in and don't just read it, study it. I love how you're emphasizing studying good books, obviously, as an entrepreneur. One thing I wish I had gotten involved in a little earlier was if I'm going to be reading these self-help books, there's so many different areas that you can grow either your mind or a different skill set. This pandemic COVID, I've done a podcast guest book, done a marketing book. I've really gotten the chances to mix it around. But Trent, normally it would be time for the spotlight story, but on Rewind the Clock episodes, I want to give my guests the opportunity to shout out another entrepreneur, bring light to another entrepreneur's endeavors who's grinding. Who would you like to show some love to today? Uh, wow, that's a that's a really great question. Um, I'm going to show some love to a good friend of mine uh, and a client actually named Jill Capella, longtime entrepreneur woman who absolutely is the epitome of grit, right? Who's just started and her team. She's in the rehabilitation space. 
And her team is worked with a lot of skilled nursing facilities, which you and I both know yep. is the absolute front line of COVID-19. Uh, these, these facilities are being challenged and she has balanced with growth, with grace, with just patience for her team and under probably just really strenuous conditions. And one of the things I probably admire most about her is in the last three years, she has really upskilled her leadership team uh, and, and, and probably positioned them for this moment, even, even though they didn't know that they would need all those things. Mm -hmm. But like, wow, that work that everybody put in is now uh, really being put to use and uh, just really admire her and, and, and the team's work. You have to link me up with her. I think she sounds like a great fit for this oh, show. Yeah, I, she's I great. Think, um, ONR is the company and uh, unbelievable group. Yeah. Everybody be sure to check out ONR. But Trent, I got to thank you so much for coming back on the show. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I love how you stressed pivoting. I love how you stressed the good books because obviously that's what I do. But I also loved right in the beginning when you said, hey, this is your baby. This is our retirement fund because I've never heard someone put it like that before. And I think it is great for entrepreneurs. But as you know, it is time for the last word. And I also do this in my other show too, because I want the listeners to really have the opportunity to get to know my guests. Is there something that you would like to share with everyone that we did not touch on yet today? Yeah, I think that when we talk about these days more than ever, I would talk about uh, Henry Ford's Obstacles are those things you see when you take your eyes off your goals. And it is now more than ever to get your GPS dialed in. And you've got to have those voices. And, and we all have it, right? I have this nice British voice, the woman who comes on and, you know, I'm, I'm in South Florida going, where do I find Vince's place? You know, and she's like, turn left. And I do it. Right. And she says, turn right. And inevitably you and I join up at the restaurant, right? Because she's directing how I get there. And I think, you know, when you're talking about your company, we have the growth positioning system, the GPS, and we have to get good voices, trusted advisors that you can listen to. And our system is one of intent. Now more than ever, you need intent. You need I, you need to imagine exactly where you want to go and get that vision very clear. You need goals and need goals. You don't, you shouldn't, you should have some, no, you need goals. It's focus. T, you need a target reason for exactly what is your purpose for doing this? You cannot never lose sight of that. There are going to be tough days on this entrepreneurial journey. You yeah. need to go back to why I'm doing this. When they told me I couldn't do it and I said I could and I believed in myself and other people did, this is my target reason. Make my parents proud, help mm -hmm. others, whatever that is for you, target reason. E, you need an extensive plan. Not just a, oh, hey, we whiteboarded a couple of things. It's an extensive plan on how we're going to do it. Plan the work, work the plan. Mm -hmm. N, necessary execution. You need execution on these things, but you need the necessary items. And team members have to know their roles or what's necessary for them. I see a lot of entrepreneurs get tied up in tons of execution, many of which is not necessary. They're tied into like, ooh, I got it done. Guess what? I went and got the mail, Vince. Woo! Like, uh, I don't know if that's necessary execution for you getting the next three clients. So necessary execution. And lastly, track it and get a trusted advisor. Track it and a trusted advisor. Have someone to bounce off. That Those trusted advisors around you are going to catch your drift. 
Mm-hmm. Have that intent. And a grimoire. Your GPS will be very tight on where you're going. And then when you have that, you don't need to worry about those obstacles because you will be on that road to where you want to go. And you have actually now guardrails up to help you from going off that road. It's going to keep you along. It's going to keep you in your path. Your intent will be tight and your GPS will be strong. Couldn't have asked for a better last word. If people want to hear all of that positivity and everything related to you, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Trent M. Clark. They can find me at Twitter and both Instagram at Trent M. Clark or Leadershipity. And that's usually where everyone, of course, leadershipity.com, www.leadershipity.com is where you can find us and, uh, and our YouTube channel too, in which we'll be posting this podcast, you know, on the YouTube channel so everybody can hear it again. Be sure to check out all of his great content. And it is also social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you'd like to use. We're at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, we're at Podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and a mental health break. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and how to transform your mindset when the norm has changed, all are on my website now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. As we have a leadership expert on the show today, I will introduce the quote from another in Tony Robbins. He said, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of That Entrepreneur Show.